The following is a paid commercial program, and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management. Welcome to Issues That Matter, a weekly program featuring interesting topics and fascinating guests. Each week, Issues That Matter tackles the concerns of people across all spectrums. And now, with this week's edition of Issues That Matter, here are your hosts, Edward King and Kristen Hurley. Yeah, thank you very much, Mark. We are in second hour, Kristen. We had a very interesting guest in hour number one, did we not? We did. I learned a few things. It was like going to college all over again. Yeah. I would love to take that guy's courses in economics. Mm-hmm. Mark Skolson, sorry. Skolson. Skolson. Yes. Skousen. Pronounced it right. What? <laughs> it's Skousen. S-K-O-U-S-E-N. Well, I, I, I've heard it so many different ways, so... We'll just well, call him Dr. Mark of Freedom Fest. That's what we're talking yeah, about is the... There you go. Yeah. Founder and creator of Freedom <laughs> Fest, which is going on about 20 years now yeah. um, in Memphis, Tennessee this, this year. year. This yes. year. Yes. In, in past years, it's always been in Las Vegas. And, um, and other than when they had the grand, fabulous lockdowns that we experienced in 2020 and 2021. So anyway, I really would encourage anybody that is very interested in, in getting a new energy and a new perspective on, on America that they might want to consider jumping into um going to the Freedom Fest. Now, the one in Memphis is still, you can still sign up, still go on freedomfest.com. <clears throat> it's in mid-July. July, July 12th through the 15th. It uh, starts on a Wednesday and goes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Tops out at Sunday for wrap-up day. You know what I really liked, and I mentioned this during hour one, was Everybody talks Republican, Democrat, mm-hmm. as if it's the only two lines of, you know, or conservative and liberal, if it's, that's all you get. Yeah. Um, and people are universally confused as to what is a libertarian, mm-hmm. right? What does that even mean? There's a libertarian candidate generally on in presidential elections. Sure. Um, and it's, there's a libertarian party. But what does that actually mean? And people mistake it for liberal and liberalism. I know it sounds awfully the same. Very similar. Uh, mm-hmm. It is very similar. So he had a fantastic way of really describing um, it, it's freedom. It's freedom of um, economy and free markets, mm-hmm. freedom in, in social issues as well. It's a real interesting melding of the concept of individ- individual free choice and the early philosophies of Adam Smith, that sort of a thing. Um, right. He had a wonderful way of articulating it. And a lot of it has to do with um, th- their old line, which was uh, liberal, uh, socially liberal, and uh, economically conservative. and mm-hmm. conservative. Well, unfortunately, in today's world, um, I don't think they're as clearly defined as as that, because the the way the Republican and the Democrat positions have become so polarized that even within the party's own ranks, whether it's Democrat or Republican, there's quite a spectrum 
Well, and his, he's saying that the squeeze has been put on everyone. And I do feel that way that, you know, these middle of the road people, it, the, the idea of freedom in general is being squeezed out no matter mm -hmm. what side you're on. Um, and we find our uniparty, right? Which is much of what the government feels like. We've talked about this a lot. It's, it actually isn't Republican or Democrat feeling the best ideas and having healthy debate over political philosophy and what does the Constitution say? Nobody even gives a you-know-what yeah. in government. It's our way or the highway. Um, but you can truly find this, like the spirit of the American people and the spirit behind the founding and those sorts of you know, bigger philosophical looks at how to how to run a government, how to run a free society. What do mm. we people do with ourselves? Yeah. Get up in the morning, you want to do what you want. Yeah. So, you know, that is the spirit of um, a libertarian perspective. And yeah. um, I, would, I would agree with that. Now, another thing we were talking about off the air, and we even got Mark looped into this conversation, which was about this miniature little sub that decided it was going to go visit the Titanic, which the is, Titan Five, which is sunk down way down at the bottom of the sea floor. Uh, they decided that they were going to volunteer five people to go in this um, capsule of a of a sub. And I heard they signed their disclosures or their waivers of liability, <laughs> including death. Uh -huh. um, it said that over and over and over. You may die. Um, to get on that sub. But that's hey. not the first time it's gone down. No, no, exactly. It's gone but. to the Titanic before. And they strengthened, as you had mentioned, they had gotten <laughs> PPP money. Yeah, they used and their made it COVID money. And made it stronger. <laughs> they, well, not strong well, enough, apparently. Uh, only to make it weaker. Now, the great debate that you and I had off the air was you felt that it was just going to be wandering on down to 12,000 million just feet below. Just happy as little clams going to go down to the seafloor. In a matter of a blink of an eye, like Tinkerbell with her little mm. magic wand, it was just going to implode. Well. And, and my statement was, I think that they're going to see some pressures going on with the hull, and they would have been forewarned <laughs> without much feeling. of a, cha a choice. I mean, it wasn't like they could turn around and flip it to go straight back up to the surface and get out from all of that 6,000 pounds per square inch pressure. Um, but either way. Either way, not so bueno. No, it, it was a sad Especially story. Especially for the 19-year-old on board who didn't want to go, apparently. Had really? he talked into it, yes. The son. The son. Mm -hmm. um, did it as a like a Father's Day concession kind of a thing. And I... I, I Hate to talk off the top of my right. head. I don't know all the super details, right. but it is um, it was quite a rescue effort. And my point was, isn't there a little black box? Like, aren't aren't are we gonna never be able to find out what actually transpired? Just like you know, plane crashes, they find the black box and they can tell mechanically what failed or what the story was. Um, who's gonna go fishing for that? Is what I want to know. Right. Well, you know, the black box is is on commercial airlines. And That's it. Well, it's also it's on be high, military. Well, besides military, besides the ex expensive Learjets and all of that kind of stuff. But if you're just flying a little 180 Cessna, there's no black box on there. Those are little tin cans too, actually. But they also float. <laughs> you know, from what <laughs> I know, I mean, they have a very long glide ratio <laughs> in terms of 
being able to survive without having a motor going on. Yeah. Edward and Kristen, from what I've read about the, the Titan and the recovery efforts, is that the ROV, the submersible ROV that discovered the piece of the tail cone, the debris field yeah. that is about, uh, what do they say, 500 yards uh, north of the bow of the Titanic wreck, that uh, they intend on bringing up whatever pieces of the submersible are left down there that weren't vaporized. Uh, they are going to bring those pieces up, and they are hoping that forensically they'll be able to determine where the point of failure was in the pressure hole that caused uh, the vehicle to implode. So, you know, probably months from now or, you know, a couple of years, we'll get a report from uh, the Coast Guard or whomever is going to do the investigation as to what exactly, you know, transpired there. And they think that the, because the debris field, so so what I read was this, was if the debris field had been a very tight debris field, mm-hmm. that would have meant that the, that the implosion occurred either with the vehicle sitting on the bottom or near the bottom. But they said the spread out nature of the, the size of the debris field means that the submersible, the Titan, imploded sometime on its way to the bottom, and probably right around the time that they um, lost contact with the mothership. They were about 8,700 feet depth when they lost contact. And uh, the U.S. Navy apparently has monitoring uh, buoys, um, you know, sonar in the, all throughout, I guess, the world's oceans, and they recorded this anomaly at about the time that the submersible lost contact with the mothership. So they believe that it was sometime on the morning of the 18th is when it imploded, and it probably imploded around 8,700 or 8,800 feet, which would lead to the large... What's that again? He would have... They never got... They hadn't even cracked the champagne yet. They hadn't seen the Titanic yet. No, they were two-thirds of the way down when they blew up or blew in, as the case may be. Now, my understanding is that that particular submersible had already been to the Titanic. A few times. I think 2021. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, anyways, we will watch with it. It's not nice. It's someone's tragedy. It is terrible. But I think it's fascinating because it's an environment that nobody ever talks about. No. And so we're going to just ask our audience to um, not try to go visit the Titanic. (laughs) Our Stay best safe. advice yeah, so when that, a guy's like, hey, I've got a submarine yeah. that the I irony, built. <laughs> the irony of it is that the Titanic wrecked is, has claimed five more lives. Right. and the, It's the like other, a Bermuda Triangle now. Well, I mean, if you're on a ship out there, are you going to be like, mm, we're just going to scoot away from this area? I don't, what, I don't want anything to do with the North Atlantic. You know, Kristen and Edward, the other thing is if you go back 110 years or 11 years to when the Titanic sank, it was in the aftermath of the sinking of the Titanic that new safety of life at sea standards were adopted. And that led to more lifeboat capacity for every person on board and other issues regarding um, compartmentalization, subcompartmentalization of ships for safety. And now this very tragedy, I am certain, is going to lead to the enforcement or the enactment of uh, certain types of minimum safety standards for these types of vehicles. Yeah, You'd think that we would have been advanced enough in 2023 to really have 
Well, covered, most people covered that look, ground, look, Mark, at this point. But right, but most people have done that. I mean, when you look at at the types of vessels that the mirrors, for example, that uh, Robert Ballard and some of the others went down on, those have walls that are one foot thick titanium. Okay, and they're round. They're not uh, mm-hmm. cylindrical as this device was. Um, but this was really, I mean, the more that we're finding out is that the CEO of this company was extremely arrogant. I've read the, the there's an old uh, Indian saying, um, you know, large egos have small ears. And hmm. <laughs> this guy um, really, the, uh, Stockton Rush, didn't believe in safety standards. He believed in cutting every corner possible. The carbon fiber that he bought to build the submersible Titan was carbon fiber that he purchased from the Boeing Corporation that was beyond its shelf life. The viewport window that they would look out of was only rated for a depth of 5,000 feet. So everywhere you look, this guy cheaped out and cut corners. Well, it caught up with him. Wow. Good thing he was on the boat. (laughs) Well, yeah, he. he I mean, there's so many things for this, right? The burnt hand is the teaching hand. Yeah, yeah. You reap what you sow. I'm sure we can. Right. But okay, but but the interesting thing about this is that America spent an entire week obsessed with rescuing these five people. I went to my gym and and the coach was like, oh my gosh, you guys, I can't stop thinking about those poor five people trapped in that sub and can they get them out in time? Will they have enough oxygen? Everybody is on everybody's mind, right? Well, what else was happening in the meantime this week in the news that coulda, shoulda, woulda been in the news hadn't it been for the, you know, our explorers down below that we wanted to rescue so much? Let me guess. Gee, I wonder what happened. Hunter. Okay, someone cue the Sopranos music, the Sopranos theme song, because all I can think of now when I think of Hunter Biden and his WhatsApp message, right, to the Chinese chairman and oligarchs, right, that he's he's uh, cracking down. No, he's not cracking down. I forget what the word is. He's shaking down. That's what it is. He's like Tony Soprano with the, I got the big guy next to me. And if you don't deliver on your commitment, we're going to X, Y, Z. Have you heard about this, Edward? The WhatsApp message? No. Mm -mm. Let me enlighten you. Please do. I mean, I think that this overshadows, I think this is speaks, uh, you know, volumes about who we're dealing with. Okay. In short, this came out in the testimony of the IRS agents, right? Who had testified before Congress, the whistleblowers, that said this investigation's been thwarted for years on end. We've been trying to do our due diligence, Hunter Biden, all this stuff. Um, Well, they had uncovered a a WhatsApp message that Hunter Biden was communicating with these Chinese people of this particular company Mm -hmm. um, that was supposed to be paying him. And I have have part of the quote, listen to this. This is Hunter Biden. And I don't know what year this was when this message went through. Quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. 
So who is this Henry Zier show? The the guy at the Chinese, uh, the, there's more details in this article. This was out of um, Town Hall or something here. Um, oh, sorry. Henry Zhao was a key figure in securing a major investment deal with the Chinese backers, blah, blah, blah. Um, according to the IRS whistleblower cited in the House report, although the FBI did eventually authenticate the message, they dragged their feet in doing so. Um, also, just as troubling, this guy Zhao, Z, has mm. also been implica implicated as a Chinese spy and has deep ties to the Chinese Communist Party, paying off Hunter Biden, and he's shaking him down. No, he's Just like Tony his, Soprano. He's paying off his father, too. Well, yes. Well, you know, I mean, this is not the first thing, first time we've seen from that family where they are strong-arming people. Like, look what happened in Ukraine when he was vice president. And he was demanding that the attorney general in Ukraine, the main prosecutor, was kicked out because the prosecutor right. was chasing the company, the oil company Burisma. that that Hunter Biden was um, getting paid millions of dollars mm -hmm. for his expertise, or was it because he was an artist and, and drew pretty pictures? <laughs> And a so, prostitute-loving crack addict, you mean? Person. Oh, whoops. Sorry. Yes. No, I I saw somewhere that somebody published an actual book with all the contents from the laptop, put it in print form, oh, really? and bound it. Um, and that alone is enough, you know, to 15 life sentences, right, oh, in jail for right. the this Biden crime family. Anyways, you know, I was a fan of The Sopranos show. Um, I've never seen it. Oh, treat yourself. Yeah. Um, it's dated at this point. It's from forever ago. Yeah. I'm but the, that's all TV I could fan. think of in the last, you know, 24, 48 hours <laughs> since um, all this was coming through. For, okay, the whistleblowers detailed foreign pay payments to Hunter Biden, including mm -hmm. um, 664000 from a Chinese company, State Energy, a large diamond worth $80,000, mm -hmm. a Porsche, um, is just a fraction of the total Hunter received. Anyways, so, but we all good humanitarians that we are, we're desperate to rescue the Titan Five this week and not discuss the absolute corruption, not only at the White House in past years and currently, but within the FBI and the IRS for the people that um, thwarted this investigation's effort against Hunter Biden since 2017. Well, it's like that guy's report that went before the house this week D durham or whatever his name was durham yes um you know that'll go nowhere everything 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 goes nowhere unless it's um against the non-left side of the equation so it's a pickle it's a pickle it, it's it's tough so because we didn't do very good doing our sponsor breaks last hour we're, we're going to make up a, for we're gonna, time. We're going to catch another sponsor break. So we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. You're listening to Business Sense Radio, and we will be right back. Freedom Fest 2023 is coming to the home of the blues and birthplace of rock and roll, Memphis, Tennessee, July 12th through 15th. The ultimate summit for liberty and financial freedom hosted by Fox Business, Lisa Kennedy. Attend our global financial summit. Four days of investment advice, dozens of financial experts. Use promo code BIZ50 and save 50 bucks off. That's B-I-Z-5-0. Reserve your spot at FreedomFest.com. See you in Memphis. 
Business owners, do you want to build a successful business? Invest in your most valuable asset, your staff. Alliance Career Training Solutions solve your staff training needs. Employees need to be successful for you to be successful. At Alliance Career Training, we provide professional, hands-on training classes, including Excel, Word, business writing, Outlook, and sexual harassment as required by law. Ask about our custom classes for your team. Call 755-8200 or visit us at alliancetrains.com. Well, thank you very much. We're back uh, on the second hour. We're going to encourage everybody to catch that first hour. Our conversation that we had, uh, finding out more about the Freedom Fest, um, and our our guest, Mark Skolson. And um, we even alluded to his wife, Joanne, who I met a year ago. Um, and she is a real, I think she's the energy behind that twosome. It Excuse just, me, most women are power behind the the throne excuse me well in some okay cases. but you know what what he mentioned though which getting back to freedom fest i didn't know yeah. they have a film festival during uh, the days anthem. that they're going anthem film yeah. festival mm-hmm. um with some in, in, in independent filmmaking right mm-hmm. movies you're not necessarily going to see not that anyone goes to the movies anymore but yeah. um that's just a icing on the cake yeah, and you can find out what's going on with Freedom Fest, which again is in July, July 12th through 15th in Memphis, Tennessee. Last year it was in Las Vegas, and where it has been to most of the time. But my understanding is that the organization is going to flip flop each year. One year is going to be on the West Coast, and one year it's going to be on the East Coast. And two years ago they had it in South Dakota. Now, when I heard that, I'm like, where, where I should have been there. No, where in South Dakota can you have a group? No, didn't he say Mount Rushmore? Well, they were nearby, what, in Rapid City or well, something? Or were they just standing out there in the middle of the field? or Because there's nothing in South Dakota. There's nothing big enough to hold an event like this. When I was in Las Vegas there's last gotta year, be a hotel somewhere. there was more than 2,500 people that were there. And there must have been at least 300 people that were running the show. And they had... Fox was live streaming the whole thing all three days. And they had, you know, banquets and dinners and uh, events and the Anthem film group that was showing films every day, two and three at a time. And um, it was fabulous. It was the most positive energy event that I had walked away from because I've been to some of the other ones, you know, um, you know, some of the young American people, it's, I went to one a couple of months ago. And Turning was, Point USA. Yeah, Turning Point, mm-hmm. thank you very much. And it was pretty good, and it was well organized, but it wasn't as dynamic as Freedom Fest. Well, and, I vote for Rapid City, South Dakota. I would. I was there a couple of years ago. I did go to Mount Rushmore. It was amazing. That is a plan. And if you're going to be out and about, I suggest you go see you. Uh, Yellowstone before it blows up. <laughs> That's what I did. I thought, you know, it's that thing is going mm-hmm, up and down. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. bouncing up and down. And uh, so when I was there, it was pretty spectacular to see how how Old Faithful was blowing its top. It's still going. Yeah, it's still going pretty. And you managed there. not to get mauled by a buffalo. Well, because you didn't get too close. Because you're I watched, thinking person. <laughs> I watched some idiots. <laughs> Literally, because there was a buffalo on the side of the road. Because they they're everywhere. They yeah. own they own the place. That's their place. And so I'm driving by next to my pickup, and it's probably ten feet away from me. 
I drove real slow. I have a very big pickup and it didn't move. And then I'm standing around watching these questionable individuals Mm -hmm. who are taking pictures of it. But some of them are trying to take selfies with it. And you can't take a selfie (laughs) from 30, 30, 40 yards. And so they were, and I just was like, I didn't want to honk the horn and tell them they're stupid because, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't want to get the buffalo going the wrong direction. But I just, Walked away, but that wasn't the only thing that they were getting selfies with. There was some caribou or elk. One of those, mm-hmm. I think, it was elk that was out there, and they were trying to do the same thing. And elk are huge. Well, just like the free market, yeah, and uh, Bud Light and Anheuser Busch, right, was doing a little corrective action. Mm-hmm. Something like that is the burnt hand is the teaching hand, as mm-hmm. I like to say. All right. Well, speaking of captured corporations, though, I thought this was interesting. James O'Keefe, my hero, right? Mm -hmm. He's no longer with Project Veritas. No No one may know the full story of that, but he's got his own O'Keefe Media Group, also known as OMG. And he came out. You should go and support him. Let me just say that. James O'Keefe is an American hero, in my opinion. Um, And his latest work now he had an undercover journalist with a BlackRock recruiter named Serge Varley describing, and he's on camera, this guy works at BlackRock, describing how BlackRock is able to run the world um, in about seven minutes of riveting undercover footage. So let me let me do some of these quotes, right? Varley says um, it's easier for BlackRock to do things when people aren't thinking about it. They don't want to be on the radar. This is why no one's heard of them, right? But Mm -hmm. in speaking, as we did last hour a little bit, with these corporations leaving behind generations of the American spirit and their customer base um, for the woke ideology. Which includes Target and Bud Bud Light. Light. And and on and on and on. And everyone's minds are blown. Well, what, what are the internal pressures happening to make these... CEOs make these choices. Well, so BlackRock, right? This is the BlackRock guy saying on camera, the senators are effing cheap. And I'm quoting this guy. You got 10 grand, you can buy a senator, Varley remarked. In what is most uh, arguably the most unabashed description of corruption and bribery from their own company that we've ever heard. Lots of people, you know, you you mentioned BlackRock. It's this big, mysterious yeah. entity. I, they have billions of dollars in in assets and whatever. Yep. Um, you can take this big effing ton of money and buy people. Um, it's not the president who is controlling the wallet of the president. You can buy your candidates. First, there's the senators. These guys are effing cheap. Um, on and on and on. He says, it doesn't matter who wins. They're in my pocket. Um fascinating little snippet of people telling the truth because they don't think they're on camera mm-hmm. as in you know lots of project veritas work over the years yeah and this was an, a very interesting expose into what is you know ostensibly but well, listen to this um he he goes on to say this blackrock employee that the those in his line of work think the tragedy of war um it is quote real effing good for business This guy says, Ukraine is good for business. You know that, right? Russia blows up Ukraine's grain silos and the price of wheat is going to go mad up. The Ukrainian economy is the wheat economy. The price of bread goes up. This is fantastic if you're trading. Volatility creates opportunity for profit. 
And it's exciting when S goes wrong. Yeah, the military complex. Well, I, I just, in the spirit of Americans fighting back and taking matters into our own hands, James O'Keefe does amazing work and the mm -hmm. people that are still working with him and his, what the things that he's trying to do with his new OMG right. group. Um, good kind things to come, to, I think. To seeing Tucker on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, one of the things um, that, and I know I'm shifting the channel a little bit here. So we had the spilling of the Twitter files. Right. right? Speaking of Matt Taibbi, who will right. be at Freedom Fest. And we got one report. And then all of a sudden, it just like completely went silent. Yeah. And we haven't seen anything about it since then. And who, what, and where? I mean, because I was hoping that when Tucker released himself from the Fox network, they he was given, his crew was given the entire recording. What was, that was Twitter or was that something else? Oh, no, that was the Jan 6 thing. I've got it confused. That was the Jan 6 Capitol right. Police right. tapes. All yes. those tapes. They they showed once. And yes. Then it, then it went totally dark. Yeah. Well, maybe Tucker will have an opportunity to do something more with that. Unless, you know, unless it's somehow tied up in his contract with Fox. I don't know. I, I think he's, that Fox still thinks that he's under their thumb. Mm -hmm. And they're going to silence him. Yeah, but he's on his sixth... He episode is. At Twitter. He is. Yeah. I don't, we'll see where that goes. But I agree the, you know, these, and as you said about the Hunter Biden stuff, yeah, it's explosive when it happens. And then we're on to the next thing in the next week. Oh, and yeah. the, this Hunter where Biden does it all thing, go? Which ties into the president of the United States. But, you know, I think it's, it's just a small portion of what's going on. I mean, obviously, if this BlackRock thing, also coming out, you know, talks about how easy it is to, is to buy influence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know that's going on. Right, but 10,000, maybe 500,000, <laughs> but 10,000. These I senators mean, are cheap. What the heck? Hold out for more. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, it, we're looking it in the face and it may be on a longer timeline that we think, um, I always think, Oh, the next big thing is really going to tip the scales and, boy, you know, we'll all blow up then. Mm -hmm. And it's like a pressure cooker. Speaking of pounds of pressure yeah. at the bottom of the ocean, how much pressure can the American people take? How much pressure can our country take when it's week after week after week of disaster? Oh, this is the worst crisis ever. You know, whatever is the du jour news bit, tidbit mm -hmm. of the week. And I really do think culminating, you know, this past week or two with all this Hunter Biden stuff really coming to fruition, looking into the FBI and even back to Comey. Department of Justice yep. and all that um, stuff. But you know, it's coming Barr, to light. We had, we had Mueller investigation. We had Barr investigation. Uh, the whole reason why this last president lost is because the media had made such a clamor over it nonstop, 24-7, that people just wanted it to stop. So they voted for anybody else, but. Well, and that gets us back to the the Twitter files, right? Mm -hmm. It's all in the Twitter files. Yeah. Suppress the Hunter Biden news story. But I'm just saying, you know, in terms of our collective consciousness and our, our 
resolve to continue to be a nation together, which I think erodes on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always, you know, you just have been thinking this for years. Oh, if this just happens, boom, it, it's going to solve itself or we will right the ship or whatever the metaphor is. Yeah. Um, this is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And I'm amazed at what we've gone through and the truth that has come to light about all this stuff <laughs> and nothing's broken. The camel's still going mm-hmm. um, and the ship is still severely tilted. So I, I, I'm amazed at the speed at which, um, you know, all things are simultaneously happening. These truths are coming to light. We're working hard on it, but where, where are we getting ourselves? Well, I remember when the uh, Richard Nixon thing era ended. Oh, yeah. When he um, flew off in his little helicopter mm. and, and did the old stand at the top and right, and do that a funny little salute. And in those particular days, what was the relief was even though it was a very strenuous time on the American political system, we kind of found a, a centering after that, meaning America wasn't lost, right? So yeah, we had Gerald Ford temporarily as a fill-in president, and then we had a new election. and But th- but things did center, and it was still America. The, I think that the difference since the Obama era is that we've changed ships. So even though we have are surviving the blow-by-blow blow that you're referring to, literally every week something disastrous shows up. Yeah. I don't think we're centering back to what America was in the past. I think it's it's moving into a completely different America. And it's not a it's not an America that is based on the American flag, freedom and a united a united, a, a united people, yeah. a united people, right? And I think what it is, is, you know, I, and I wanted to do this research before I came on the air today, which I didn't get a chance to. Slacker. I know, really, is, <clears throat> you know, the goal of the communism was to destroy America without sh- firing without a shot. Without firing a shot. And, you know, they had this 12-point or 13-point plan, and they've accomplished almost all of it. You know, they've taken over the media. That was one of them. They took over the educational system. Yep. That was another one. And that certainly is both a proven true. Um, because I don't even believe Fox right now is not falling into the swamp. Yeah, I thought it was telling that he said, our guest last hour, oh, well, Fox is not going to be live streaming Freedom Fest this year. Right. Well, that makes a, sense, a lot of sense. And to what you're speaking about, the way, and again, I encourage everyone to listen to hour number one. Um, the way that he discussed as an economics professor, the totem pole of, um, you know, of philosophy, Mm -hmm. government and the economy, Smith at the top, Adam Smith, and Keynesians in the middle of the totem pole and Marx at the bottom. There was the way that he described, well, the Marxist thought is not to go drop bombs and move your military in. It's to be subversive under in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And we can deal with, as America, we've shown, we can deal with bombs dropping and military, right? We know how to go and do a, a an on-the-surface, above-board invasion, right? A physical invasion or physical danger. 
And what this is, is um, underneath everyone's noses. And it's been going on, obviously, decades. Mm -hmm. And it's a battle that we haven't seen before, right? Um, this is a brave new world territory. So that's, I, th I think that's why we're waking up to something that we feel is, um, there's not a tangible way out of this. No, I think it's past tipping point. You know, it's kind of like two years ago on my radio show and we're doing a, a series about California and how California is, literally through its politics has undermined in the way the voters have voted has undermined the strength of what California represents. And, and if you want to see examples, just look at San Francisco and I'm not talking about the streets, but looks what happens to the major retailers that were like the, you know, the tip of the beauty of San Francisco and that the Nordstrom's of the world you know, the, that Broadway or that Market Street shopping complex that was Union nine stories. Square. Well, Union Square was part of it, but the other one on Market Street, um, you know, Broadway is there, Nordstrom was there, Macy's and so forth. And for company after company to be leaving that area and closing down their flagship stores for fear of their employees' safety, for massive amount of uh, losses yeah, theft, theft and and looting that's been going on and the drugs and the, the excrement and sitting right there at the front door <clears throat> that's an example of something that we saw coming years ago you you we have california has the highest um poverty rate of any state in the united states and the rich are rich. That's the reason why the state is still, you know, seventh or eighth economic powerhouse within the world. Barely, but yes. Of course, their educational process is like 49 in the right. state. And so we can see where things are going. But, you know, I was talking about the communist plan. And, you know, I'll just hit some of them that I've looked up. So capture one or both of the political parties in the United States. Kept, <laughs> that was both. number one. So we could agree that they have captured one of the parties and have severely undermined mm -hmm. the other party and have created a new party called the Unity Party. The okay, second, check that box. The number two thing was get control of schools and the teachers association and soften the curriculum. Dumb Bingo. They, they won that. Gain control of all student newspapers. I think they've gotten control of all newspapers. Mm -hmm. You know, L.A. Times, Chronicle, San Francisco, New York Times, Washington Post. You know, their number four was infiltrate the press. Oh, they did that. Oh, that's that's done. <laughs> Check. I mean, even Fox News is bad. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and pictures. Uh, Hollywood, yep. the New York television, you know, Mecca, radio. I mean, across the board. And well, it's not and Netflix. Can't. When was the last time you found quality, wholesome entertainment on Netflix? It's garbage after garbage. Yeah. So, you know, when they say gain key positions, I think that's that happened a long time ago. I think they've just, like uh, the zombie apocalypse, have just run it over. Uh, eliminate all laws governing obscenity and calling them censorship or the violation of free speech and press. Uh, um, excuse me, porn in kindergarten? Yep. Oh, yep. Yep. Perfect. 
uh, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in the media. Mm, check. check. Mm-hmm. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Oh, no, wait, all together now in harmony. Check. check. <laughs> well, they even think that uh, pedophiles are, are now normal. And they're pushing that. Yep. Here's another one. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Yep. Yep. Check on that one. Eliminate prayer or any phrase of religious expression in the schools on the ground that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. It's not in the Constitution, separation of church and state. Discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate and old-fashioned. Check. Yeah. They don't even teach it at Harvard Law School. It's not a required class. The Constitution. It used to be a requirement for your first year of law school. Just wanted to point that out. Uh, discredited American founding fathers as selfish aristocrats and racist. And race, slave owning racist. And check on that one. Belittle American culture and discourage the teaching of American history. Discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Oh, well, wait a minute. This was what was I just 50- saying? When was this? 58 years ago, they wrote this. And number 13, discredit and eventually dismantled the FBI. They call out this FBI specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Infiltrate and gain control of big business and unions. Check. <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. Right. And any union you want to mention, teachers union, yeah. the, you pick all of them, any of them, definitely. Uh, transfer some of the powers of arrest from police to social agencies. They did that in West Hollywood. They had social people yes. that were now replacing mm-hmm. police people. To make people feel better. Right. And then treat all behavior problems as mental health or social problems. So the reason why all these black kids are running around attacking, physically attacking people, including other black people, is because of the social and economic injustices mm-hmm. of 200 years ago. Yeah. And so we can let them do it. Uh, discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Emphasize the needs to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Well, that's California that's the AB whole. 957 or whatever mm-hmm. that is. And across other states to get rid of parents. This was written 58 years ago, and it just goes on. These are the top 18. I, you know, if I tried today, I would put together a list exactly like that. But it would be a list of things that they have already accomplished. <laughs> right. Saying, how screwed are we? Okay, well, let's, let's count, count the ways. Mm-hmm. I would have retroactively said that that's everything that's happened. Yeah. Very, so um, let's take a real quick break. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Edward. Thanks so much for that. No, I'm not cutting off. You're on top of it. You're we, the audience has heard you clearly, and I'm I'm pleased about that. So we need to take a quick break for our sponsors. You're listening to Business Sense Radio, and we will be right back. <laughs> 
Freedom Fest 2023 is coming to the home of the blues and birthplace of rock and roll, Memphis, Tennessee, July 12th through 15th. The ultimate summit for liberty and financial freedom hosted by Fox Business, Lisa Kennedy. Attend our global financial summit. Four days of investment advice, dozens of financial experts. Use promo code BIZ50 and save 50 bucks off. That's B-I-Z-5-0. Reserve your spot at freedomfest.com. See you in Memphis. So um, we're back and I want to hear more from Kristen because she has done some really great digging here. Um, So what is going on with, you had brought up in some of our notes at the very, very end about Homeland Security. Oh, speaking of the teachers unions, Edward. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was going to say this. Uh, So you had mentioned... Yeah, unions. So, Randy Weingarten, right, the head of the American Federation of Teachers Union. Right. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas announced that she will be one of the new members of a DHS academic council. So, she shut down our schools. Mm -hmm. And out of all the chaos of the last few years, now she's, of course, denying it all. And, and, We've just had uh, test scores released that our American students are so far in the hole academically with their reading and math and whatever. Probably, you know, not only because of the COVID nonsense. I think it was heading downhill before that, but Mm -hmm. certainly the nail in the coffin. So to reward Randy Weingarten for taking such good care of our children, oops, I mean, her teachers, um, she's going to be one of the 20 new members on the Homeland Security Academic Partnership Council. I could guess what exactly they're going to direct their efforts to. According to the press release, it was formed last year and will provide, quote, strategic and actionable recommendations to the secretary on campus safety and security, improved coordination, research priorities, hiring, and more. And so she's going to be advising the Department of Homeland Security, which is suspicious Mm -hmm. on many accounts as to what they're actually up to um, here in the United States. Um, They will support our mission to safeguard the American people and help our country think through and prepare for whatever threats lie ahead. So I'm, I'm a little confused. Uh, because we have a thing called the Department of Education. Uh, we have it at the local level, you know, as far as school the boards and, and the local states. Counties, yes. And I'm pretty sure they're concerned about the safety of our students. And I'm pretty sure they're concerned about the educational process. And many parents who are now attending board meetings and speaking their mind, which is very undesirable for s- school boards, from what I can see, since this very woman put out a letter that was given to the president about domestic terrorists being parents. Mm, right? Remember did she that? say that? Whoops. Yeah, she, she, she can said take that. that back just like she's taking back. So I didn't shut how did schools. Homeland Security get involved with this? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm saying, sitting here going, you're exactly right. What, what are they up to that they need her advice and expertise on this strategic board? They're, for governing, what is the Department of Homeland Security exactly doing with schools? They're outside their lane, in my opinion. Okay. Well, speaking of which, and I want I I wanted to do another update on the California legislature 
in all of their genius glory, the 120 of them who mm -hmm. are deciding for all of us what we can and can't do, they're on a roll. I was saying to the, someone the other day that, that there's been so many, again, like last year, there's so many testimonies in, in the committee. There's public comments. So many people have gone, parents' rights groups and beyond, to oppose the legislation that's been written and, and brought up um, this year. And again, as we've seen a time and time again, hundreds and hundreds of people will come and testify before these committees in the California legislature mm -hmm. and oppose the laws that are being written. Like Aaron Friday. Exactly. She's gone up. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, waves and waves of waves of people taking part and participating and voicing their opposition. And the committees don't care. They pass these laws right through. And I said the other day, you know, it was written in the stars that the, these were the laws that California was going to pass this year, come hell or high water, and and they just actually don't even care. They're not representative government anymore. We know that. Okay, so the mm -hmm. point is, is there's a, speaking of school boards, this is Assembly Bill 1352 um, that had to do originally, it's been amended, it had to do originally um, on county child care subsidy plans, whatever the heck that is originally written by uh, Mark Berman out of Menlo Park, Democrat. Mm -hmm. But these bills can be amended, right? So now this bill, 1352, is aimed at school boards and removing school board members that don't go along with the program, shall we say. So I don't have the exact language of the new bill. This is a my favorite California Globe article I'm looking at. You guys can go and look this up. Um, it has, let's see, it is now a bill to remove or censure school board members. Um, and, and this is, uh, Lance Christensen is commenting on this in this article. This new bill language is designed to provide a process in which recently elected school board members can be ousted by teachers unions. Now, what does that translate into? What happened in the last couple of election cycles? We've well, had school boards kicked out. Well, we've had actually a lot of parents take mm -hmm. place now on these local school boards. Right. They went and they learned what was going on and they ran for their local boards as as they should, right? As mm -hmm. citizens concerned about what's going on. So now there's a, it's definitely not a majority, but there is a much bigger percentage on our California school boards of concerned parents and concerned community members who didn't like the direction. But this bill will provide a process to oust them, right? Censure and oust them. Um, let's see, doot, 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 doot. The Democrats will target, in this case, you're talking about this bill, Democrats will target the newest school board members, many who ran for office and were elected in the last election because they were fed up with the teacher unions, all this stuff. Well, that just falls into, they don't have anything to do with the will of the people. Whatever they can do, is to undermine the will of the people, they will do it. So I have a prediction for you. Mm. Ready? This is, and I, I want everybody to write this down because this is like going to happen. I bet the, the new governor is going to be the current Senator Scott Weiner. I bet you he's going to run for governor. Ew. Maybe not this next election. Well, it would be 26. They'll probably run in 26. Ew. Why? That's that's where this whole thing is going. 
Yeah, he's got his fingerprints behind many Every, of these all, disgusting grody bills that are all the gone perversion, through. <laughs> all the perversion that's going on in California okay, has so crossed it, his desk. It, it's true. And Senator Pan, who actually, I think, was termed out um, as of the other uh, 22, but he is another glorious specimen. Anyways, that, I encourage— Was, was that Peter? <laughs> Peter Pan is an innocent little boy. And then we have Senator Pan Scott is no Wiener. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, the names are appropriate for, yeah. for who they are. But okay, anyways. I encourage everyone. It's just one more in a long litany. Okay. Yep. AB 1352 has been amended and will provide an easy process for these teachers unions to get rid of the school board members that they don't like. Well, that's incredible. Isn't that fun? Yeah, it's very incredible. So we're running out of time, but we still, I think we still have about two minutes left. And what you brought to us today regarding the BlackRock recruiter, that's quite a story. Uh, it's just amazing how um, bold these people, well, how bold everybody is. The Hunter Biden thing, the Department of Justice, just giving him a misdemeanor slap on the wrist for the exact same thing other people that I've seen published got like three years of federal prison yep. for. And then the biggest, well, one of the biggest things about him not um, doing that, um, where he is, um, what was that thing, FIFA or something like that, where he is a register, he didn't register as a foreign. Is a sex offender? No, no, oh, no. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Maybe, maybe yes, foreign agent. Foreign agent. Taking yeah. money from which foreign is, entities. Which is the bigger of the things, and they just glossed right over mm -hmm. that. And then, you know, this whole, I was talking to a person who was a Republican until they got um, inundated by CNN, and I had a, a three-hour debate into midnight at night, and her big question was, I don't understand why they're going after a Hunter Biden because it's just such nothing. Aw. And see what I, all that good PR does for you? Yes. It's the American I, people on I your side. Completely couldn't believe it. She also said that DeSantis is a liar because he's trying to get rid of the um, black history in the history books in Florida. Yeah. And then I asked her, I said... He's a book burner. Did you, do you know anything about the 1619 Project? Oh, I've never heard anything about that. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, it was something. And I went into more detail about it. And I said, that's what they're trying to get out of the books in mm -hmm. Florida. They're trying to restore black history, not the perverted 1619 Project. But we're running out and of time. And get the porn out of the kindergarten well, that, bookshelves. That's so obvious. We're out of time, Mark, folks. thank you. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, darn it. You're we welcome, Edward going. King. Oh, I know. It's, it's just so interesting. But they'll have to tune in next week for more. How about that? Okay, we'll go with Fair that. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Fine. Thanks, everyone. All right. You've been listening to Issues That Matter with Edward King and Kristen Hurley. And you can contact Edward and Kristen through the website bcrradio.com. And be sure to join us again next week on this station for another edition of Issues That Matter with Edward King and Kristen Hurley. Preceding was a paid commercial program, and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management.